0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Bee's Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode.
1: And make sure to check out the link in the description. We can find links to our Instagram and other socials. Happy listening. We like talking about movies and TV, or TV and movies, because we're the Bee's Knees, oh yeah.
0: Recently, I have discovered one of my Bobisms. Yep. That's what I call it.
1: Bob ism
0: It's a Bob ism. It is a character trait or like a personality ism oh, that okay. is adopted or similar. it wasn't a it wasn't a conscious thing though so I have to I have to point that out. but it is very Bob Belcher. Oh, okay. so I was at work and part of my job I feel like i've said it before it's very not exciting <laughs> i no. i you know i'm bookkeeper filing and all that fun stuff
1: you're the file girl
0: and so i every week get new invoice po receipts that i file into each of the companies that we buy from yeah and so there's like Probably, I'm going to say 50 yeah. just for fun. Okay. I haven't actually counted. There's okay. like 50 companies, so there's 50 files. And so I take these invoices and I separate them and put them in their company folders.
1: You know, you're right. This is really not exciting. It's very boring.
0: <laughs> and I feel like that's why I adopted this Bobism. So some companies we buy from regularly like weekly i have invoices to put in their folders okay and i've noticed that when i'm doing this i have an inner like dialogue with the folders which is very similar that i just noticed (laughs) to bob and his food turkeys in particular but also that time that he had the garden and they were his veggies were speaking to him too yeah. So it's like I have these folders and I'm putting the same paperwork in the same folders week after week. And then there's these other ones that it's like maybe once every four months it'll get one piece of paper. So it's like sad because it never gets anything. It kind of reminds me of like Halloween and I'm handing out candy to all the kids except for a few. And so <laughs> so they're just like, what about me? He got some last week. I haven't gotten any. And I'm like, shh. Shh,
1: shh, 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 shh. your time will come. You <laughs> your time will come.
0: Just be patient. <laughs> Calm down. And like I talk to them. so It'll be like one for you, one for you. Oh, four for you. Ooh, lucky and then boy. the one that gets like one every four months is like, what about me? I'm starving. And I'll be like, not right now. <laughs> Maybe later, but not right now. <laughs> And this is all going on (laughs) in my head because I share an office, but I'm like a little worried that one of these days I'm just going to say it out loud. Oh, you,
1: you would look like an absolute psychopath.
0: Well, already there are things that I do that make my office mate um, question my sanity a little bit. (laughs) So, and he'll just like turn and be like, what is wrong with you? or like ask if I had some drugs on lunch (laughs) because I'm just a little bit squirrely and a little
1: bit squirrely I
0: think it's because I get so in my own head about stuff like the stuff that I'm doing is so mindless that I'm in my own head thinking and like having all of these thoughts or sometimes conversations with myself that every once in a while I'll just like come out and say one of the thoughts out loud, (laughs) but there's no prior context to it. So it'll just be like I'll be thinking like, oh, like I wonder how like this is made. And maybe it was because of this. Or I'll be thinking about the Barbie movie, for example. And then that'll lead to how I used to play with Barbies. And like, oh, I wonder like whatever happened to my Barbies. And then that'll make me think of like the thrift store. And then like it'll go on and then out of nowhere I'll just say something random like a question like what do you think happened to all the plastic from all those Barbies? Are they just like in a landfill somewhere? Or do you think that they're like being loved by some other children or like what? And it'll be just, you know, out the of nowhere. En-
1: the end thought of just like this like
0: rabbit hole of chaos.
1: I can wholeheartedly relate to your coworker.
0: Because I do it at home too. Yeah. Just like out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I'll you just do. say something.
1: And I've gotten used to your like lunacy. So for somebody who is not quite as exposed to just be thrust into whatever happens to those Barbies, what Barbies, what are you talking about? It's just (laughs) like so
0: random. And I only picked Barbies because of the Barbie movie, but I'm not ready to discuss the Barbie movie yet because I have more Bob things to talk about. Okay. So in light of, you know, uh, Broadway Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. and um how obviously josh groban is like there's some people that are just made for theater specifically yeah like josh groban has been a- around doing music stuff for a long time he like he
1: has been making them old ladies gush.
0: exactly i remember years. being in like grade three or something and my grade three teacher used to always play his cd during like independent work time how old was she Old. Like she had to have been like <laughs> late 50s, early 60s back then. Josh
1: Groban is a granny panny dropper.
0: Yes. But then all of this stuff started happening on TikTok and like they released the soundtrack or something for the Sweeney Todd musical and he does have a perfect voice for Broadway. Uh-huh. And I just think as a whole piece this show like i wish that i could see it and experience it on broadway because i feel like as good as they all are on the soundtrack it would just be way better
1: yeah in real life context
0: yes and seeing all the choreography and the set pieces and just like experiencing it in real life
1: now to save myself from your rabbit holes what does that have to do with
0: bob Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about Sweeney Todd. And um, that got me thinking about how there have been other times that Bob's Burgers has done an episode where they kind of do a parody of a different iconic show or movie. Yeah. And so then that got me to think, like, I wish that Bob's Burgers did a parody episode where they did... Sweeney Todd and then I was thinking about the cast and who would be what character and I kind of stumbled a little bit because there are certain characters that I feel should be played by certain characters but then it it goes against their relationships like so
1: Joanna needs to be Tina yes so that
0: Jimmy Jr can be
1: what's his face who pines
0: after yeah that that, yeah saves her and steals her anyway but for example i was thinking like bob then should be sweeney todd and he has that just like i don't know i don't know how to describe bob like how do you describe (laughs) him um
1: like woefully apathetic
0: yes perfect so I'm like he would be perfect as that, especially if he had just like some some makeup on like when he dressed up to go to that vampire show with mm-hmm. Tina. Like if he looked like that and then was Sweeney Todd singing the songs and then but then I was like, but Linda really needs to be Mrs. Lovett because of who she is like she would be such a great Miss Lovett. Yeah,
1: she would like a ride or die. Like don't. You've just killed an innocent man Oh well he did this Oh then okay then
0: Yeah well in that case It's just like There was one time where she's like Oh we have to kill Teddy Like in her sleep And she's like okay Like but she didn't want to move or something yeah. But she was down to kill If that's what Bob said So yeah. I'm like she is perfect to be Miss Lovett But
1: Then They're... who
0: plays his real wife That got like drank poison And was now just like kind of on the A street nasty urchin yeah So then it's like Well, Gail fits that role perfectly. Yeah,
1: just pass that off to Gail.
0: Until it's like, oh, shit, that's his wife. Yeah. Right? Because then it's like, well, no, because it's Gail. But now I'm thinking about
1: how they would like... Because it's a parody. They can't just do Sweeney Todd as Bob's Burgers. Right. We all deserve to fry.
0: But then also, remember how... The whole concept, I know, that was very funny, punny, but I was... I
1: made that and then you started going off on your next thought and I just... just, It's the rabbit hole. I just felt so defeated (laughs) in the silence. I'm
0: sorry, I just remembered the whole concept of Bob's Burgers started out as them being cannibals.
1: That's true. The worst burgers in whatever city... (laughs) <laughs> they live in Oceanside City.
0: I so, know. I don't know. I was just like, I went on this, this like, one of these bunny trails as I was trying to fall asleep the one night. And I was just thinking like, oh, well, this person would be this person. This person would be this person. I was, again, the other thing that I was thinking about for the judge. I was like, would that be Jimmy Pesto, his rival? Or would that be Mr. Fish Odor? The landlord. Mm. I feel like it would have to be Mr. Fish Odor. And Felix but, would be the...
1: Yeah. Alternatively, it could be Jimmy Pesto is the is Turpin. And Trev is his little... Minion. Si- yeah.
0: But it could also be that Jimmy Pesto could be Pirelli. Mm. But we need Gene to be Toby. Okay, And then that leaves where is Louise? Because Louise could also be Sweeney Todd.
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> so what is Louise in this?
1: Uh, none of characters. <laughs> I know.
0: we' run into a problem, but like you said, it's a parody, so it could they could just do something else with it.
1: Toby is actually two kids.
0: characters. Yes. Okay. It's just
1: the two kids who followed Pirelli around and then follow... Right. ...them around.
0: Okay. I could go but with it. But the, there's a lot of
1: things that don't go good for these characters. Don't go well. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, mortally. I know. So... Are we looking at our first R-rated Bob's Burgers
0: episode? I mean, it would be nice. <laughs> like I Sorry kids, you can't watch you this. You can't one. watch this one. But I don't know. I was just Bob's thinking about it. Bob's gone bad. Like imagine all the different things that they could do. Like parody episodes of stuff that they could do. Like remember they did Game of Thrones once?
1: Yeah. They <laughs> They did
0: Predator, like Alien versus Predator or something.
1: Yeah I feel like a lot of these like more whimsical ones It like it has to be the kids doing it Yeah And then the parents apathetically being a part of it Right And maybe singing a song Yeah Like when Louise goes into that fever dream Yes that was a good one Yeah like that's the kind of thing like you could do Star Wars But it's the three kids Yeah And they get rid of the love interest Right Aspect because they are kids And they're all siblings, siblings. Uh, And then like Bob could be like Boba Fett or <laughs> But he just doesn't care Yeah I don't know
0: I just want to see more Bob parody Because I just love it so much And it's like you take two things that I love And put them together And it's just like ah, I can't handle it It's too exciting <laughs> Um, Now I've got to talk about Barbie I know I've talked about Barbie a lot but
1: tell me about Barbie. It's
0: very exciting to me. I've been waiting for a year, at least for this. Like whenever I found out that it was going to be a thing, I was just like over the moon excited. Honestly, I-
1: when I found out it was going to be a thing and I, I was like, that that's stupid. Why? But then I saw the bits that they're like releasing. And like, I think from the very first, like, Photo I saw, and mm. I think it was them wearing the, the yeah, the rollerblade. Did you say rollerbaits?
0: <laughs> I did
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. So they were rollerbaiting.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited, I can't speak properly. But ever since
1: I saw that, like screen cap, I was just like, you know what, I'm sold. And then we got the first commercial, and I was even more sold
0: honestly all I needed was just Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling and I That's was true. like
1: you put them in anything and it's good.
0: I'll watch it
1: um but I the more and more has come out I have just been more and more excited mm-hmm. and this weekend we finally get to go see it yeah um we've got plans
0: yeah we're gonna
1: we're gonna barbenheimer it yes we are
0: <laughs> and Like, honestly, I haven't really followed the Oppenheimer stuff much. Tell me what Oppenheimer's about. Don't know. (laughs) I just said I haven't followed it much. I know. (laughs) You haven't
1: followed it at all. I know
0: who the cast is. (laughs) And that's, that was like, again, it has Florence Pugh in it. So I'm like, that's good enough for me.
1: Okay. I don't think she's like the biggest of characters in it, but yeah. That's
0: fine. It's, she doesn't need to be. The point is, is that like there's someone I enjoy in the film. So that already makes it worthwhile. Yeah. And I'm not even convinced I'm going to understand the movie in the first place. So <laughs> I, <laughs> it's like Tenet. I had no idea what was going yeah, on.
1: This, it's a Christopher Nolan movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if his movies kind of have any sort of track record, it is that confusing.
0: Yes. Plus it's
1: three hours long So it's going to be like Probably about halfway through We'll be like I was following along but now I'm tired and lost (laughs) um, Well no we're
0: watching it first Yeah That's why I wanted to watch it first Because I feel like Barbie is going to be The best part So I didn't want to (laughs) like Have a high and then follow that with a movie I don't know anything about Honestly I'm going to watch it because I feel like it will be entertaining and I feel like it will be good. I just don't know anything about it. But I'm going because it's such a thing now on the internet to do both.
1: Yeah, well, it's because they're coming out on the same day and they are so dramatically different. Mm -hmm. You have one that is about bombs.
0: Is that what it's about? (laughs) And one that is
1: about bombshells. Yes. My favorite thing of the like the Barbie uh, marketing and all that is... They've been very straightforward with what the movie... Like, the movie is not what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm kind of expecting it to be just, like, a very, like, blunt uh, statement about, uh, like, the inequality of, like, the genders, but swapped. Okay. And how, like... So the, it's like the, poor the, Ken. The Barbie world is so female-driven. Yeah. And Ken's are just Ken's. Yeah. And if you're even less lucky, you're just Alan. <laughs> but then they go to the human world and it's reversed. So Barbie, who has been top of the top, is just like just another girl who is disrespected all the time. Right. And Ken is, you know, he has like they both have their crises like Barbie. is just like, do you ever think about death and stuff? And Ken's just like, I'm just Ken. Like. Who am I? And Mm -hmm. then he goes to the human world, and he's like, oh, I'm a man. I can do things. Right. So it's going to have that, like, commentary on, you know, like, sexism, misogyny, stuff like that. Right. So I'm kind of expecting that. And when I see, like, news reporters, specifically far-right news reporters, go on about how Barbie, this movie... Everything is so female-led, and Ken is just Ken. He's so disrespected. He's so like, downplayed, and it's just like, dude, you're sitting right on the point. Right. You are sitting there, and then just like, this is an attack on men. It's like, oh, you, but you missed it so badly. <laughs> you uh, you you had it lined up right in front of you. You took a swing. And you threw your bat way off to the left.
0: You just made a sportsing metaphor.
1: I know. <laughs> and I don't sports. <laughs> I beach. It's just beach. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the the fact that, like, it's, it's quite clear with just the commercials even, the point that it's getting across. Yeah. Even if that's not the main plot of the story, that's a, a huge point of... Barbie in mm-hmm. general. yeah, it's just like, you know, these Barbies, they can be doctors, they can be astronauts, they can be anything.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and Margot Robbie, in one of her interviews, talked about how Barbie was having these careers before women were allowed just like their basic rights yeah,
1: before they could vote.
0: So it's like here you had a, a female doll that could be a doctor could be a scientist could be anything and and it took longer for barbie to be a mom and a housewife type role yeah. before she like but she was all these other things she was an astronaut she was like just everything she was except a Nobel
1: prize winner yeah
0: except just mom housewife wife and it's like because girls were already seeing that enough they didn't know that they could be more than that and so margot robbie said it much better than i'm trying to say paraphrase but basically that before we were even allowed to do anything barbie was so she was like an inspiration and i feel like she's kind of been not taken seriously like i remember playing with barbie as a little girl and a not so little girl I played with Barbies way too long (laughs) I was a very lonely child who
1: says how long you can play with Barbies
0: that's true and like I was always kind of made fun of for enjoying Barbie and I feel like because of the time when I was growing up you know the idea of feminism was on the rise yeah so women were doing more they were teachers they were doctors And it was almost like they saw Barbie as an insult and girls playing with Barbies as an insult and girls my age who were trying to be like athletes and they were really smart. Mm -hmm. They saw me enjoying Barbies and loving pink and thinking like you're just feeding into this like like feminine stereotype and you're ignoring the fact that you can be more than that. And like pink is just a color, but so many people would see pink and think that that made them... Seem like ditzy or too girly or not like strong yeah, when, and powerful when in
1: reality they're looking past the point that this is a thing that encourages you to do anything be all these things be what you want to be yeah because you don't just have to be a housewife you don't just have to be what a man thinks you need to be
0: and i can do it while wearing pink
1: yeah looking fucking fabulous
0: <laughs> like that was the thing. Like, I remember growing up and people would be like, ugh, like, I hate pink. Especially when I was, like, a teenager. Yeah. And it was, like, uncool to like pink. Oh,
1: my God. You like pink?
0: But I loved...
1: What a fucking nerd.
0: I still love pink. No, it's because, like, people... I don't know. It seemed like people thought that I wasn't taking myself seriously enough if I liked pink. and Which is
1: so funny. Because of all the people I know who take themselves seriously, too seriously it is a little pinky pie right here
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it's because i also wasn't an athlete and i wasn't the smartest in my class oh
1: you were really fucking smart i wasn't i wasn't the the
0: the smartest though but anyway that's besides the point i have seen also in the marketing of this that like kind of made me think about all this like oh pink and bullying and all this stuff and i haven't read the whole article so the headline conclusion
1: that that was missed
0: yeah the headline could be just clickbait but that's the part that interested me so that's why i'm going to talk about how someone had felt bullied by the market the barbie marketing because if they say that they're not excited for the movie or they don't care about the movie they feel like they're putting themselves in a position where they can be attacked by everybody else
1: yeah well one why don't why aren't you excited i hate you for that
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like i am probably the most excited of my social circle for barbie yeah and when i say like i'm so excited for this movie i get a general like yeah okay like good for you kind of thing but i don't i don't feel like i'm being dismissed but I also don't like get mad at them for not being as hyped up as me.
1: Yeah, I feel like anytime somebody, you know, has that kind of visceral reaction to a thing you are excited about or aren't excited about, there tends to be something wrong with that person. Mm-hmm. Like, say you are excited, you're excited about, I don't know, tennis. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, Wimbledon, something, something. (laughs) And I'm just like, you like Wimbledon? This thing that makes you happy, I hate it. Yeah. So I'm so mad at you for liking this thing. Right. That's a sign of some like deep trauma.
0: Or just something like insecurity or something like that.
1: So either way, whether it's like I'm really excited about Barbie and somebody makes fun of you for it or I'm... Uh, very indifferent over the fact that Barbie's coming out and somebody gets mad at you like don't stress about it they have their they have issues right they got some issues
0: yeah I speaking of like insecurities I was talking about how I have this dress that I bought specifically for the Barbie movie and then I got it and I was like "Oof, I think this is too much For the theater. Never. I have. Never is it too much. I've since been told by several friends to just do it. Just wear the dress. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. As somebody who has seen the dress. Please. For all that is holy.
0: Yes. (laughs) I'm going to wear the dress. Yes. And I'm going to be as confident wearing the dress as I possibly can be. I don't know what I'm going to wear because I'm going to have to do an outfit change. And our <laughs> yeah. theater is too far away <laughs> to just go home and change That's and go back. That's the worst
1: part about living where we live. The theater we're going to is over an hour away. Yeah. And there's only an hour and 40 minutes in between our movies.
0: So I'm not going to wear a hot pink party dress into to, op- to, Oppenheimer. to Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. <laughs> I'm so mad that you said it wrong. <laughs> I corrected myself. I didn't even get it out all the way before I caught on to what I had said.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to take like a backpack and then so we're going to watch Oppenheimer. Then we're going to go out for dinner and then we're going to go watch Barbie.
0: I'm also getting my nails done that day and I'm going to do Barbie nails.
1: Yeah, I'm so, going
0: all out with the Barbie so stuff.
1: We're going to have to go just like either like just general casual or like dark uh,
0: Formal. Yeah.
1: For Oppenheimer.
0: I don't even have any black dresses anymore.
1: Even just like a dark burgundy one. Just something dark and like. Right. You know, like regal, you know, like a little old fashioned. Mm. And then dinner, costume change, you are going to have your Barbie dress and whew, Barbie dress. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have my itty bitty pink. Short shorts, yeah, Barbie graphic tee. I want to find that headband I wore. For I feel Halloween. like we
0: threw it out.
1: Damn it, then just the short shorts and a t shirt.
0: I feel like that's but it's good okay
1: because I'm just Ken.
0: Yeah, it's about me,
1: it's all about you. <laughs>
0: and
1: you do what you do. I'm sure so scared.
0: excited to make the TikTok that we have planned. I know to advertise that we're doing both shows. We haven't made TikToks in so long. And part of that's been, like, just because I've been in a rut. I have, like... I'm usually the one that comes up with all the ideas behind the the TikToks that we do.
1: I come in with the know-how of how to make them.
0: Yes. And I've been so just, like, blank on video creation and content that I'm just, like, I don't know. So, <laughs> like, our TikTok has been dead. Just crickets for so long.
1: Although we... I, every once in a while, I'm looking at TikTok and my potato video yeah, has like the odd like and add to favorite mm-hmm. every now and then. And I just like people, if you could please share it with your friends and family and everybody, we like, it's so close to a million views and I just want that little M. Yeah. I just want to see the M. It's at like 963,000. Like, in the grand scheme of things, that's still a lot of people who would need to see it. Yeah. But it's so close.
0: Okay, what are you going to do when it hits a million?
1: I will tattoo the 1M on me. Where? I don't know. (laughs) Somewhere that's like visible but not important
0: it's our first it would be our first maybe 1 i'll put it
1: like by the potato i don't know I don't, we'll is, have to work this workshop is brainstorming. it we'll, workshop yeah.
0: it a bit but okay or if,
1: if somebody comes up with something funnier and is just like oh for a million you could tattoo this i'm game i will do it yeah don't think i won't i tattooed potato on myself
0: yeah you you are someone that doesn't take yourself seriously (laughs) so i don't doubt it maybe that's why though like if you if you tattooed something on you that's not enough because people are like eh you do it anyway
1: (laughs) that's true
0: so it needs to be there needs to be higher stakes than that
1: we need to crowdfund a professional tattoo of something ridiculous ridiculous yes Because I could tattoo so many just little line work things. Mm -hmm. But just something ridiculous. Yeah. I would do it. But I just don't want to pay for it.
0: (laughs) That's fair. Does that make me a
1: bad person?
0: No. (laughs) I mean, I would like so many tattoos. And I understand why they're expensive. It's something that's going to be on your body forever. And they're artists that take a long time the materials all that stuff like I get the expense yeah but I just wish that I could afford the expense (laughs) so that I could have more
1: it's it's just my deepest dream to have the amount of disposable income to completely cover myself in good to do's
0: yeah we had watched um The Greatest Showman. Yes. With the girls. And <laughs> I it's been a while since we've seen that. And um there's the one like spectacle of a yeah, person when that's there, just when he's getting tattoo all man of,
1: all of the people. And it's just tattoo man. And it's just like I think I know people who have more tattoos than that.
0: Yeah. And but back then it was like so odd
1: Honestly I was thinking about it And it's just like I get that it's inspired by True events mm-hmm. So it's like Their acts were Like True to that time Yeah But it's like He had A tattooed man The average American right now Just like a 500 pound man mm.
0: Um, Actually he was only like 300 pounds And they exaggerated he was, No
1: he was 500 And they said he was 750
0: Oh okay but he didn't look I know. Pounds. Well it's because
1: <laughs> they needed somebody who could still dance. Right. Um a tall guy who they put stilts on. Yeah. Um then it's just like two black people.
0: Yeah, and the small person.
1: Yeah, and it's just like half like looking at it realistically. No, there was the one really, now, really
0: hairy person and the bearded woman too. Yeah,
1: and looking at it now, like can you imagine if right now somebody was like oh look at these spectacle people and it was a dude with tattoos a dude clearly with a medical disorder that causes him to grow hair everywhere mm-hmm. um just like a really tall guy
0: they'd be canceled and before then 90
1: percent of them are just people yeah
0: like they don't even have any like
1: bizarreness to them
0: yeah it just shows how close-minded things were back then it is that the close-mindedness was the majority of that space back then
1: yeah and just because somebody visually looked different Mm -hmm. and i get it is rampant now but like it was worthy of being in a circus yeah then it's just baffling to think about how far as a society we've come, yet we are still so far behind.
0: Yeah, it's just because now with like the internet, you can see that there are more open-minded accepting people than there are not.
1: Yeah, and uh, especially where we live, it, it's kind of forced upon the small-minded yokels, and I will say that because A lot of my neighbors are small minded people um, that their critical opinion is less important because like, you know, reasonable people know that there are more people out there than us. Mm -hmm. We live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So like we don't have a lot going on here. But like you said, thanks to the Internet, I know about. The world.
0: Exactly. Because if there wasn't like the internet or like cars to be able to Mm -hmm. travel to different places to see that there's more than just what's in our small town. Imagine just like how much more vocal the hateful people would be. Like we already have one person who just spews hatred just very publicly. And I think he just does it to get people to talk about it. So I don't like to talk about it. But... I see it and I'm just so filled with disgust and I think if there wasn't more people and more opportunities to see and accept and appreciate differences, how many more people in our town would be advertising their hatred like this guy does? Yeah. It's kind it's disturbing and scary to think about. Well, let's
1: not think about it. Um I had something that I wanted to talk about. Um, the show isn't finished yet, um, but we've been watching Secret Invasion. Um, and I've got to tell you, i'm I'm really disappointed with the
0: show. I'm and, just like indifferent.
1: Yeah, and so for you, you probably are just like, this is a show to watch. This is cool. I have been so excited for Secret Invasion for a long time because I I know about the comic story and it was such a ground shaking event in comics when super like the the less super superheroes, um, like there were some revealed to be scrolls the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like this character who is very like they're just very acrobatic. Um, they're just they they have not been who you thought they were the whole time, right? So in the show, and I'm gonna do a little bit of spoilers. So if you haven't seen Secret Invasion, I am I'm going to spoil. Um, Rhodey is revealed to be a scroll. right? And it is the most anticlimactic reveal mm-hmm. because. He shows up and you're just like Why would he be in this show I guess Nick Fury is In Like he's military Related Rhodey is military But it's also just like Oh so he is our scroll. Mm-hmm. Because There's been uh, Martin Freeman What I don't remember what his actual character's name is but he was in the first episode. Yeah. Gets killed and is a Skrull. Right. No one has really talked about that. But like, it's just like...
0: I just kind of assumed that it wasn't really him. Same. So, like, I assumed that that was a Skrull posing as him for the sake of information, but the real him is still out there somewhere. Yeah. That's what I interpreted that scene as. Not that he was a scrawl the whole time.
1: Yeah. And then we get... Rody introduced, and he just is different. He is being very antagonistic. He's kind of just being an asshole for no real reason to us. Mm-hmm. So it's just like something is off. He must also be one.
0: Yeah, like the fact that he was like, I offered or like volunteered to come fire Nick Fury. Yeah. Which seemed pretty heartless considering there's supposed to be at least... Work friends. Yeah. Even
1: the, like, it's weird because they've never shared screen time. No. But like Iron Man was in the Avengers with Fury and Rhodey got roped into the Avengers. Mm-hmm. He, they had to have off screen, had interaction. Had a
0: relationship. Yeah.
1: Because especially when like they got together, Sam Jackson was like Nick Fury was very chummy at first well, and then and, things seemed off
0: And like he referred to him as like brother a lot and um i feel like at the time watching it roadie seemed very like offended like he kind of said brother back very condescending yeah and i at the time kind of was like that seems Weird, And that seems like, but maybe he's just annoyed because Nick Fury has created this problem for him. But then once it was revealed that he was a Skrull and you think about what side of the scrolls he's on, that term brother doesn't mean the same thing. Like he thinks of it as like the scrolls that I'm working with are my brothers. Yeah. You are not. Yeah. So it's like, when I saw that, I was like, kind of like, okay, that's weird. And then I was like, oh, this scene in particular makes a lot more sense as to why he had so much animosity when he was talking to him because he wasn't, he yeah. wasn't like, he wasn't him. But then I think S- like Samuel, Al- like, I'm not, I should not call him, I should call him Fury because that's yeah. what I mean. Um, When I have to feel like Fury would talk to him like that The whole time. Call him brother all the time. And being one of the few black characters, I feel like off screen, whatever in their professional relationship, Fury would have referred to him as brother probably regularly. Yeah. Not in this meeting for the very first time. No,
1: absolutely not. So
0: the fact that Rhodey then responded the way he did.
1: with such hostility.
0: Makes me feel like he is not who he was the whole time. Like, yeah. I, I he, feel like there's a roadie hidden in a basement somewhere. Yeah. And
1: so here's why I'm disappointed. I agree. I think roadie is a recent swap
0: mm-hmm.
1: like after end game recent because same like he just, he seems so suddenly different and for the reveal of it, for us to be like, oh, yes, he is a scroll working with Gravik, it was over a phone call. We yeah. didn't get to see him. No. It was a phone call to Fury's wife about, like, setting up a meeting. hmm And that was our reveal. Yeah. And then the next episode, we got, like, the mirror swipe of, is a scroll is Rhodey. Right. But it didn't have an impact Mm -hmm. because we already knew, like, if there was not an ounce of us thinking that Rhodey was a Skrull and then this show just cold opens on a Skrull getting ready for the day and you're like, oh, who is she? Wipe. It's Rhodey. What the fuck?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But for us to already be suspicious of his behavior and then have that phone call to fully reveal it and then have that swipe, like, it sucked. That was such a disappointing reveal. And then when we find out when Rhodey... Like, if it turns out that Rhodey has... Because there's a theory that he has been swapped since Iron Man 2 when Don Cheadle took over the role. And that because of this... Uh, She Hulk, uh, Kevin Robot, who is running this simulation, changed the actor for us as an audience to see it, but in universe, they can't tell.
0: See, I don't like how confusing and meta this has gotten.
1: I know, but with She Hulk, that's like a possibility for a, a theory. So, like, it
0: feels lazy. <laughs> that's like...
1: that's a theory for how long Rody has been a scroll.
0: I don't and, think that's true either.
1: But that would that would have had so much bigger of an impact, but I don't think that's true.
0: I think that it's just been for the length of the series. Like whenever the series started and how long in world that this has been going on, if it's been a couple weeks or what. I feel like it was right before the show started that he was swapped. And I feel like he was swapped just for the sake of Gravik wanting Fury dead.
1: I I would love to see it be revealed that a whole bunch of supporting characters through the years Mm -hmm. have been Skrulls. And with the events of Endgame, with Captain America being gone, with Iron Man being gone, um, with the state of how uh, like all of the Earth's heroes are kind of like splintered. The scrolls were just like what we had going on and getting our information and all that this way and our influence this way isn't going to do. Mm-hmm. Somebody like then they started scooping up different people. And I mean, if that's the case and Rhodey is just one of these people because they needed to change drastically their who they are I like I would love to see more influential people end up being scrolls, because it should have impact who they are and if they're going with this fairly recent swap out of who people are I want it to be impactful people and I want it to be revealed that like minor characters who have helped shape how things happened have also been scrolls.
0: I feel like what contributes to the impact is what difference it makes them being a scroll.
1: Yeah, and that's why I feel like I want it to be characters who helped shape the story, mm-hmm. but characters who, like, if Hank Pym at at some point became a scroll and then like brought Scott Lang into it.
0: Yeah. It, like, See, I feel like part of the problem is that the story it's not new. It reminds me very much of like Mutants and X-Men. Yeah. You have like Magneto and his mutants and you have Xavier and his mutants yeah, and the they're the just scrolls like scrolls and the
1: bad scrolls. Yeah. yeah.
0: And coexisting with non-mutants and not able to coexist with non-mutants and Magneto thinks that all non-mutants should not exist and Professor X thinks that we can co-inhabit the world together and that it's the same story so it's like part of the problem of there being no like wow factor is because we've seen it before yeah and another part of this problem we're also
1: very close to seeing x-men so it'll just be like another telling of that story exactly but like instead of them being like a hidden factions like you can't hide the mutants
0: yeah i feel like there needs to be more drive or like more depth to the than what's there. Like, I get that them needing a home is a big part of their story, but there needs to be something more because the idea of just taking over the world and getting rid of all the humans, it just seems too close to the X-Men mutant story. Yeah. And even when, like, what's his name, Talos? Talos? Yeah. When he was explaining to his daughter i forget Uh, her name gaia Gaia, when he was explaining to her like oh well if we help like the president and like the government then maybe we can go to them and ask them for like our own space and we can just kind of like exist with the humans but in our own like area like Mm -hmm. like find a piece of land and just put all the Scrolls there to live <laughs> in their I just want to get a
1: farm and get, get all the scrolls and put them on the farm. Well,
0: I was like thinking bigger, like a country sized land <laughs> that is just like Scrolltopia and they can live in their own skin and be happy there. And, and I then feel right like. Right
1: beside that is the mutant island where the mutants can all be in.
0: Well, and then because then Gaia also was like not impressed by that because she knows that's never going to happen. And it's yeah. and I immediately said to you when I was watching it, I was like, it's just like the mutants and how they're not accepted by regular humans because regular humans are afraid of what's different than them. You've also already seen it with superheroes and like the whole civil war and all that. And yeah. like so people with powers need to like register themselves so that regular people don't need to be afraid of the potential neighbor who has frightening powers and abilities, right? It's like putting them on a sex offenders list, but it's a, it's a hero or like super being list so that I, as an ordinary person can know if you have laser beam eyes, that's going to kill me one day, (laughs) you
1: know? Yeah. Especially because like in She-Hulk, all of like the people that they were helping in court, like there's a lot of super powered people who just have no part of Mm -hmm. The MCU, but they exist in
0: it. Exactly. So it's like, these are kind of the same stories. And I think that's why this is feeling very meh or underwhelming. Honestly,
1: I never thought about how, like, I I'd never pieced it together, how how similar of a story. Just like it all is. Yeah. It's and just a
0: recycled, but just it looks a I little feel different. Like
1: that might uh, contribute to why I just feel so eh about it because it doesn't have the gravitas of the comic
0: Mm -hmm. series see I didn't even know that there was a comic like (laughs) I forget that this the ideas stem from somewhere and to me it's gotten to the point where it's like Marvel feels like they're just trying to keep making money and they know it's gonna sell and they're gonna cheap out on stuff it's just like how quickly they're producing stuff and then the animation or Something just feels very rushed or not good about it. But this, like, whatever, people are going to pay to see it anyway. That I forget that the ideas stemmed from something else. And
1: it sucks because they have so much good, like...
0: Origins?
1: Yeah, so much material to pull from that are so good. Yeah. Like, there is a lot of faff through the years. But there is also a lot of good brilliant even Mm storylines and there are some that are used for inspiration and I can understand not wanting to do it scene for scene right because then for some people you're just like well I've read this and now I'm just looking at it Mm -hmm. but I feel like Sticking more closely to that source content, yeah, would be better than trying to half-assedly, like, I guess, be original, because there are, I mean, the, why broke? What isn't fixed? I guess. What. <laughs> I'm gonna leave this stupid cut in because I just have to go back and listen to what I just said.
0: I'm so confused. <laughs> I thought you said that intentionally, and I no. was like, "Is this a new saying that I missed?" <laughs> yeah.
1: Why fix? What is it, bro? <laughs> oh my god! What? That's so embarrassing. But yeah, like the stories are good.
0: 99%
1: of people have not read them.
0: Yeah. And
1: they would do so well on screen. And they're just making so much junk.
0: But they also need to take the time to make it look good on screen, which is something else that they've lacked doing.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I get that whenever they release a show, everybody watches it. But if they released half as much stuff, and a, like, gave the studios that are doing all of their CG mm-hmm. enough time to make it good. Like, the scrolls in this look real good. Yeah. But there's been the last five projects, including movies, that looked like garbage. Yeah. And that's because they put so much unrealistic expectations on the studios mm-hmm. just to crank out their nonsense.
0: Okay, but how good does Wolverine look, though?
1: Oh, when I saw that, I I felt things I'd not felt before.
0: I'm just so happy to have Hugh Jackman and then to have the accurate costume. It's just like... Yeah. It's so good. And then, of course, like that production's been put on hold too now because of the strikes. Did you know that?
1: Like, yeah, good. Good. Pay people what they deserve. Which
0: I was kind of concerned because Ryan Reynolds is a improv style actor. A lot of his lines and like the script that ends up being the final product is because he had the liberty to improvise. But because of the writer's strike, he wasn't allowed to do that. Yeah. So I was already kind of concerned because I was like, if you take that talent away from somebody and they're not allowed to do it because of the strike, because you're not willing to pay people what they should be paid,
1: uh, yeah. then you're going to end
0: up with such shitty material.
1: Speaking of unrealistic expectations, Bob Iger, who is like the top of the tops of Disney, yeah, has said that the uh, the writers in their strike are asking for unrealistic compensation. Mm -hmm. In the 70s, CEOs made 30 times what their lowest paid employee made. 30 times. Still a hell of a lot more. Yeah. But whatever. Bob Iger, right now, makes 400 times what the lowest person makes.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. Like, I...
1: And he has the fucking nuts (laughs) to say that they are asking for unrealistic compensation just to make enough money to pay the rent, to be eligible for health care. Yeah. Like, these are actors and writers who create, like, over the last few years, what did the world thrive off of? What was our peace? it was media mm-hmm. because we couldn't do anything yeah how many tv shows movies have become like how many people have this as their passion yeah and he's just like y'all bitches want to like be paid livable wages how you don't want to have you? you don't want to have eighteen side projects just to pay your rent.
0: Yeah, I know it's just it's so sad to think like that a human like that's more money than you even know what to do with. I know. Why? Like what? What do you need that for? Why can't you?
1: I have no idea what the possible need for that much money well
0: there isn't one
1: um i'm hopeful now that the actors are striking as well um that things might move a little further yeah because for the longest time the writers were on strike but how much stuff was being like put forward and they were like don't worry we'll shift to a full uh improvised set like all of these reality shows that don't have scripts and all of these things to bypass that. Right. There was an executive who said, we're not going to stop until like, we're not even going to consider talking until they lose their homes and stuff.
0: Holy basically, shit.
1: basically saying like we give such a little shit about these writers before we even budge on what they want. They'll lose their homes because they can't afford it.
0: That's so disgusting.
1: And now that there are actors, like, I don't know if you saw this, Ron Perlman made a video. And he was just like, there was an executive who said that, like, they won't stop until people lose their homes. And I just want to say uh, to whoever this executive is, that we know who you are. And there's more than one way to lose a home. Jeez! Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But like all of these, like the actors of Oppenheimer uh, left their premiere to go to the strike. Mm -hmm. And now that it's not just writers who, I I can't remember who it was a comedian that was saying like the writers are like it's they're underappreciated and it's understandable because like you think of how many writers there are, like if you think of kids shows Mm -hmm. Dora the Explorer right there is a team of writers who write what the fuck swiper is going to be swiping that day I know and I I I wish I could remember who I saw that said it but it was a comedian who said it and it's just like the fucking right I didn't even think about how many writers were on so many projects and it's just like but now that there are A-list celebrities joining in this strike yeah there is it's I hate that it's that way, but people we know and have a face to who are striking and saying these things, Mm -hmm. maybe now people who can do things about it will.
0: Yeah. Like it'll gain some momentum.
1: Yeah. Because when it's just like, name a writer of, name somebody who wrote Ant-Man. I can't. Like, and that's a big movie.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And like, there are people who can name them, but the majority of moviegoers, TV watchers can't name who wrote their episodes that they like.
0: And like, I, first of all, I'm the worst person to ask because I, I'm horrible with names. There are A-list celebrities that I can tell you their name. I forget. And so first of all, there's that. But second, like, there are so many people that don't even consider the fact that there are writers. Yeah. Like, I recognize that all of these things are created because of all the people behind the scenes that don't get their faces shown. Mm-hmm. And I've, I remember when the strike first started, like, happening, we had spoken a little bit about just how important writers are. And, like, if they don't resolve this issue and give writers what they deserve, that the Content quality is going to just drop. Yeah.
1: The the biggest thing I remember in the like early 2000s, uh, like you know the show Heroes. I don't think we ever watched it all, but you have to be aware of it. It's kind of like that Hayden Penetre, and it's just like a bunch of people who had some powers.
0: See, you just said some names. I don't even know what those names are. Okay,
1: so this was a TV show. It was about like... Seemingly ordinary people who got superpowers And they were dealing with it Like the first like two seasons were a hit They were very good and people loved them And It was like a it's Basically the equivalent of like a CW show now It starts out real good and then gets shitty as it goes Yeah But it got shitty because of a writer's strike Right And it killed the show
0: Which like is so unfortunate Because there are so many things that are really great like yeah. if Deadpool got released during these strikes and it's like we finally get this chance where we have Hugh Jackman who's going to play Wolverine for the last time probably for real this time <laughs> and it would be the last time that we ever got to see him and the movie itself would be such garbage because of the writer's we strike we don't
1: need another Wolverine Origins
0: so it's like you have this thing that all the fans want and we're dying to see but because of CEOs with their heads up their own asses, we don't get to have actual good quality because the writers yeah. aren't and there doing what they're supposed to do. The
1: script they had a script. They didn't rely on writers. When it was just writers striking, it was still going. I know. And now that thank God, now that the actors are on strike, it like that's I'm actually it's halted. pleased. Yeah. I will wait As long as it takes. To have something that's good. For all of these thousands of people to get paid adequately for their job. Mm -hmm. Properly for their job. That makes it so that we can have the best version of these things. Right. Because I am sick of subpar shit. Mm -hmm. And that's it.
0: You got real passionate, real heated there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pay people what they deserve, fuckers. <laughs> or Ron Perlman will burn your house down. With that in mind, I would love everybody listening to let us know if you have any Bob-isms like dear old Brittany here. <laughs> uh, let us know what they are. Um, are you guys also going to see Barbenheimer? And what is your day day... Routine. What's your schedule for the day look like? And pay people what they deserve.
0: Also in that, I want to request that you let me know what your outfits are. Mm, See that fit. I want to see all the super glamorous Barbie outfits. So I don't feel so lonely and out of place in mine. And let me
1: see Ken's. Just Ken's.
0: Thank you so much for joining us this week at the Bees Knees podcast. If you haven't already, please download this episode and we will talk to you next week.